Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great, Liam. How you doing? Uh, just wonderful. Uh, big afternoon watching uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Um, you know, it was like lunch down at the uh, retirement home, um, seeing Grandpa and Grandpa. And they uh, still got Becky Quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. go anywhere without her. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a bunch of managers, the the real cream of the crop out there in California today. Um, so um, before we get into the uh, the weeds here, what's, uh, the, uh, what's the weather like back east? Uh, it's fine. 65, windy. Oh. Yeah, so it looked like a nice day, but if you go out on the bike, it was absolutely miserable. So, oh, Is there such thing as a bad day on the bike? Yeah, when there's wind. I don't like wind. I don't do wind. It's hard. You know, nah, people think... Even like having a tailwind's good. I, you know, Mm-mm. it's wind is bad. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, my yeah. wife think my wife says it's an excuse. Like she's like, eh, why aren't you going riding your bike? Uh, the wind, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you've got her well trained to, to be trying to force you out of the house. Right, right. Good for her. Did you ride at all? No, no, absolutely not. I'm on so, the Lorenzo Grippo training program. Boom. You know. It's like everyone hates the cops till they need one. Exactly. Quoteth Lorenzo Grippo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I went for a bike ride today. We're out in Arizona. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I went for a bike ride with my little sister, who's 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she fell off the bike. <sighs> now, she's been training for about a year with, you know, our guys. Uh-huh. And... Um, but she spends 90% of the time on the trainer okay. because she's in uh, Michigan, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you poor thing. So she's, you know, doing the thing with the water bottle and taking mm-hmm. a drink. She's trying to talk, and she's looking at me. And next thing you know, she's, like, starting to fall, and she's pushing into me, right? And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like I'm accustomed, you know. It's like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. ride in groups, you get mm-hmm. accustomed to it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I asked, I asked uh, Joao once, I said, what was it like riding in the European tour? He says, excuse my language. He says, imagine riding with a gear shift up your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're like right oh, on yeah. top of each yeah. other. Yeah, shoulder right? to shoulder. Yeah. Rugby yeah. on wheels. So, yeah. Anyway, she goes down, scrapes her knees. Uh, thankfully, she didn't break anything. So Good. So that's good. good. But I, I, feel, I feel terrible. So speaking of family. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, apparently recently at, uh, the world renowned Peter Luger steakhouse, there was a family Mm -hmm. outing of 11. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure alcohol was involved Mm -hmm. and, uh, somebody got up after a fight, went to their car, came back with a gun and started shooting. Started shooting. Yep. (laughs) It's Peter Luger's. Peter Luger's in Brooklyn. Yep. Yep. So, So, before you were born, probably, and there's more yes. truth to this than, than that, I went had dinner there. Uh, mm-hmm, though mm-hmm. That was a favorite broker hangout. Okay. And, you know, um, the doorman 
had a sidearm. And if uh, you came by car, your own car, there was a lot across the street with like barbed wire and stuff Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. So you could park and um, right under the Williamsburg Bridge. So I'm trying to craft a joke. Um, I don't know how to get it. Obviously, thankfully, I don't think anyone was killed. But I'm trying to I'm trying to, uh, you know, you think about things and you mm-hmm, set them away. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think about how, you know, the joke goes, you know, they, they were shooting at Peter Luger's and uh, some guy said, uh, uh, hey, because uh, of all the chaos, do you think like dinner should be on the house? And the guy's like, maybe I'll throw you a free slice of pie or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I got to work on my material a little bit, which <laughs> just so you know, you, you probably mm-hmm. didn't see this. Um, a listener wrote me a note saying, I think it's effectively this, which is stick to the golf jokes, give up the crypto comments. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go. So um, out of 10,000 listeners, you're going to get one. I know. And you know, um, I have, we have a listener that I thought was a big critic. And it turns out this person is actually a fan. And uh, they asked me a question. And uh, there were a few questions. One was about, uh, you. someone asked you about YOLO or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or uh, HODL. HODL, Frank, okay, yeah, 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 HODL. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, in, the, in the realm of crypto, uh, the, the notion was, why are companies that do other things buying Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so, for instance, Tesla and that uh, Mike, Michael Saylor, Michael mm-hmm. Sawyer? Mm-hmm. Mike, which mm-hmm. is, Mike, yeah, what? Michael Saylor, my, MicroStrategy, okay. right? Okay, yeah. So yep. let's set that one aside, but you got a car company, or excuse me, it's, strike yes. that, a technology company. Thank you. Forgive me. And uh, so they've got $2.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Now, uh, you know, if they had sold $2.5 billion worth of cars and they got paid in Bitcoin, I could see why they would have the Bitcoin. But uh, why do you own Bitcoin when your business is making cars and solar panels and maybe, like, batteries? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why, like, isn't the shareholder giving you money to invest in cars, uh, solar panels, and batteries. One more yeah. thing. And, and couldn't they go buy their own freaking Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm I'm not quite Munger and uh, Buffett age. Actually, I'm only, thankfully, two-thirds of that. I do well dividing by two and dividing by three. I, I'm pretty quick with that, but 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 I digress. Um, you know, why are you mixing things up? I don't understand. You know, it's like your job is to make donuts, make freaking yep. donuts. Yeah. You know. Well, he's it, not even good at that. You know, if he's, his job is to make cars, there's even that's a little shaky lately. Well, I tried to get one. I couldn't get it. And it's not because the demand was so big. It's because right. they, they, they yeah. screwed the pooch a little yeah, bit. So. Yeah, yeah, But uh, actually, the last I looked, the stock has come off. Uh, now, rough numbers, I think it traded around 900. 
and I think it's trading around 600. Hey, look at that. There you are again. Right? You know, nine is to six, and three is to six and nine, so it's down about a third. Yeah, you haven't lost anything off the old fastball. uh, It's incredible. You know, you got to make it the majors, though. You got to throw a breaking ball. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, so let's come back to to the the, the rag on Tesla and crypto because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Even I'm getting tired of. Yeah. I mean, I mean, frankly, I'm broken. Like right. oh, I can't I, even. Oh, I just yeah. like okay, I okay, I give up. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So the Fed met last week. Okay, and um, I watched the press conference uh, after. And um, I don't typically do it, but, uh, you know, for some reason I felt uh, inclined to. And and then, of course, after the third inane question by mm-hmm. the so-called experts, I, I, mm-hmm. it made me sick. I had to turn it off. But mm-hmm. um, what's clear to me is the Fed, uh, probably with a little wink of the eye from the Treasury, have decided – they're going to run this thing hot. They're going to keep the money uh, easy and available, and there's going to be continued massive fiscal stimulus, right? There's two types of mm-hmm. fiscal stimulus, monetary stimulus, okay? So they're, they're, they're coming out guns a-blazing. And, uh, you know, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, but the Fed has a dual mandate, uh, maximum employment, stable prices. So uh, we, I think, talked about last week whether prices were, you know, the price increases were transitory. Mm-hmm. And you you had seen somewhere people are same price for a roll of paper towel, but the, there's less paper towels. So it's a de facto inflation. Um, of course, shrinkflation. Yeah, of course, like we're still a year from away from anyone having to buy, um, uh, which which reminds me, I can't say who it is, but I got a photo from this person last night. It's like Friday dinner. It's a can of pork and beans, mm-hmm. and I'm like. <laughs> Pork and beans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The person's like, "Yeah, I bought it a year ago. It's getting ready to expire." <laughs> so I, I tell you, my hat goes off to that yeah. person. I, yeah, I, uh, good yeah, for yeah. him. Yeah, Not good for them. Right, 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 yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, anyway, going back to the Fed, and this is a point I want to, I really want to emphasize because, um. I don't really feel anyone other than myself has given a shit about this. And I, of course, I find it interesting. So I'm going to mm-hmm. share it with you. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's set the inflation discussion aside for a second because, you know, is it transitory or not? Well, you ain't going to know for a while. Right. So, right. okay. So there you go. Uh, but this employment thing. So now we are in the new, is the term woke culture? Maybe. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, you know, the f- generally the first Friday of every month, you get the unemployment statistics, right? 
Mm-hmm. And they'll say non-farm payroll rose, non-farm payroll fell, and you get a number. And that's the number. But the number's made up of all the people. The white people, the black people, the yellow people, the orange people, the green people, the polka dotted people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you go, and this is all on the internet, you can verify this, uh, because I, I, I'm very cautious about having any kind of uh, a politically sensitive mm-hmm. take on this. This is not, I'm just trying to point out math that is yeah. on the internet so yes yeah, if you if you go to um your favorite web browser whatever it is and go to the bureau of, of labor and statistics you're gonna see that they break down into different i think it, you would call it an ethnic cohort mm-hmm. so white unemployment black unemployment hispanic unemployment and asian unemployment mm-hmm. okay and they're all very different. So uh, I'll leave it to you when we're done, if you're curious, you know, what those relationships are in terms of percentages per cohort, mm-hmm. but they're different. So here's, here's what I think the government has done and dug themselves a hole. So let's say you've got... And let's give it letters so I don't get in any trouble. Yeah, yeah. So you got X unemployment is 5%. And Y unemployment is 9%. Okay. Um, and the economy gets better. And they both get better at the same change. So uh, I'm forgetting what numbers I use. Let's say what five is and nine. Five and nine. Okay. So there's four percentage points difference. Okay, so let's so let's say X goes to three, right? And so uh, you add the three and the fours. Y, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Y goes to seven. Okay, so what happens when the the politician goes? Well, wait a minute. Why is you know why? four percentage points higher than X. Well, we have to do something about that. That's mm-hmm. not right. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad I picked X and Y because, you know, I, I, it's like you could say, well, these people's skills, this or that, and I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. That's not, that's not yeah. my thing, right? But yeah. now all of a sudden you're trying to manage an economy with monetary policy and affect social change. Yep. And geez Louise, I don't I don't know how you do that. I mean I, yeah. I think that's very that's very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's not like hitting a moving target, which is doesn't even do it justice. It's you know, and we continue to have this situation with high unemployment and you know uh, labor shortages. Yep. Uh, Crazy. This is this is a bizarro time. So, um, and we'll continue the, until September when the when the Federal money, money runs. runs out. Out. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, with the way things are going, I you know you might I get think, another one. <laughs> I, I just I I don't know. I mean, the stuff that they're throwing against the wall now. Uh, 
it's a lot, you know, and I, I mean, um, so as, as you know, and I think I've, I've talked about this a lot. I've spent the last several years doing like estate planning and trying Mm -hmm. to do that kind of thing. And, uh, they are attempting to, and probably will succeed to a large extent to completely rewrite that structure. Okay. Now, um, Am I happy about it? No, because I because I spent a lot of time doing it. Uh, but you know that's the deal, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I understand that they're yeah. that you sign up, and you know the things that irk me aren't that they're changing the laws. It's the um, I don't know if I use this word correctly, but it's the demagoguery of the you know the they're not paying their fair share. You know, um, key phrase: fair you know, share. Blow me. Yep. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I'll make you a deal. I'll pay my fair share. Okay. If you have to follow the same laws as the rest of the country, and if you are bound by insider trading laws, you know they they're not bound by like they they can find out that you know. XYZ is going to happen. They can call their husband and then they go out and they can make a S ton of money and that's fine. Who are you going to use as the example? Because we know who you're going to use. Well, all of them. Pelo- well, yeah. I mean, the Pelosi one was amazing. I, I spent, I don't know, a half an hour reading the, you know, the, the transactions and it's just, it makes you crazy. Look, it will know, make you crazy. I mean, is she 80? Ah, she's knocking on the door. You know what? But you want to do something for women? You've done a great job. Honest to God. Listen to me. Yeah. Applause. Okay. Fantastic job for women. You wanna you wanna do something great? Who are you who did you bring along? Like who's like and you're 80? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck off the bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I you should- Right, I mean, I've, I, I'm probably just broke the law. So no. anyway, no, no, no. Uh, um, you know, and no, but wait. she's the first. She's a big pay, pay your fair share. She's a big pay your fair share. Yeah. So B- by the way, I don't know how I got this, but several years ago, she flies via like the military mm-hmm. on one of the luxury things. I saw the the liquor manifest, dude. If you and I drank what was on that manifest, yeah, one of us would be dead. Yeah, it was like a Guns N' Roses rider. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I, I, I've had some really interesting interactions with people over the years that I never would have anticipated. Um, let me give you uh, two examples, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Uh, it it's shocking to me because when you see these people in in public positions, and it's like you think they're idiots, and it's like they can't possibly be that dumb, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so I'm gonna go with the least dumb to the most dumb. I got I'll give you two stories, mm-hmm. so. Uh, a number of years ago, uh, a former colleague of mine who's a, uh, a big mucky muck in the IT world was looking at a company that dealt in internet security. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, know, knowing that I like to learn new things, that person appreciated my opinion because they were looking to be involved and maybe I wanted to be involved. So we flew down to Virginia for the day. And that's where I met that guy, uh, mm-hmm. Nate Fick, who I think mm-hmm. should be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, because of this chain of events, I met a person who had just finished a tour of duty at the Pentagon. The civilian person, okay, but they were very, very, very high up the food chain. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just happenstance that I met this person, okay, but I did. And so uh had a couple of nice conversations with them. And uh, they say, hey, I'm going to be up in New York. Would you like to grab a cup of coffee or something? So I do, mm-hmm. and we're, we're in, in uh, at that uh, core club in Manhattan. And um, one of the eight times I went there. Um, <laughs> another great move. Uh, anyway, so uh, I was trying to explain... We were talking about something. They asked me a question. I was trying to explain about, um, you know, kind of like intelligence versus brute force, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, I apparently I read a lot. I, I don't read a lot compared to, like, my wife and my sister and my kids, but I guess I read a lot compared to most people. And as you know, i pretty interested in like the world war ii stuff right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so for whatever reason maybe it got a good book review i read about i read a biography on uh, bernard montgomery the famous uh uh, british general and there was this huge battle at uh, in africa at el alamein and it was montgomery versus rommel and everyone's heard of Rommel, right? Mm-hmm. The Desert Fox. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Desert Fox. Okay. So uh, I said to this person, I said, you know, it's a perfect example of the El Alamein campaign. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you know. You know. You know. I'm like, what do you mean? So like, <laughs> the person's like, um, well, I don't understand. I said, well, you've heard of Rommel? Uh, yeah. You heard of Montgomery? Uh, yeah. Bit, yeah. And, and they like this battle at El Alamein. And, and so then I explained to this person, mm-hmm. just out of the Pentagon, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. high up, it's like mm-hmm. Rommel was this incredible motivator of men and strategist, and Montgomery was a bureaucrat and just – had so many resources mm-hmm. that there was no way Ronimal was going to win. It was it, they went in with a war of attrition, and okay, but here it is. The, it's like how could you work at the Pentagon and not fucking know this? Okay, so that's that's story one. The second story is actually a funnier, which is why I, you know, being a a, 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 a talented uh, comedian, uh, you saved the best mm-hmm. for last, right? So. We're in uh, New Canaan, Connecticut, several years ago at a dinner party uh, with uh, 
my friend uh, from the Mike and the Mad Dog mm -hmm. in his house. Always interesting dinners there. So uh, a husband and wife mm -hmm. were there, and uh, one of them was sort of like uh, in media, and the other person had worked in a presidential administration in uh, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what I, yeah. I don't know what the whole thing stands for, but basically, mm -hmm. yeah, you had it. When the shit hits the, the fan, mm -hmm. right? Okay, they're coming. Yeah. So, okay, um, we're at dinner, and they had maybe like six months earlier moved to Greenwich from Washington. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, where where did you? Where'd you buy a house? And and the person told me the name of the street. And I said, oh, that's kind of near the Merritt Parkway. And they said, yeah, I did that on purpose. And I'm like, well, why'd you do that? And they said, well, I figure if there's like a huge problem in Manhattan, we'll just jump on the Merritt Parkway and we'll head north. <laughs> Now, so nobody just, else will be doing that. <laughs> so, I the, the reason you're laughing so much, you have to explain the Merritt Parkway. Okay, on a run of the mill Thursday going north <laughs> goes three miles an hour, right? So, um, the Merritt Parkway has exits which are like five or six miles apart, it's two lanes. There's in many places, there's no shoulder, right. And you can't even, as uh, my my fish fan ski bump would say, mm -hmm. you can't even bah off the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just to recap why this is so funny, this person worked for FEMA, and their mm -hmm. plan A, mm -hmm. <laughs> get on the Merit and go north. Just in case 95 is backed up. you gotta. I'll show them. I'll take the Merit. <laughs> this is back in the 90s when I was... Um, Wow. When I was uh, going to back and forth to London, something happened on 95, okay? And um, uh, it was shut. So everybody went to the Merritt to go north, right? Mm -hmm. And the traffic was so slow, okay? I, I end up getting home. I don't know what time it was, but I'll bet you... I passed two dozen cars that were on the side of the road that had run out of out gasoline. Of gas. Yeah, I believe it. So, and that was just a yeah. Friday night. Yeah, the merit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, when you see somebody working for the government, you know it's like Ronald, Ronald Reagan said. It's yeah. like the nine scariest words. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. So, were you busy this week? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's bananas. Yeah. Everything's bananas. There's yeah. it's there's no more rush hour. It's just a constant buzz. Um there's more and more people out. The school buses are out. Um Yeah, it's it's crazy. Little by little each week it, it, it's another 10% more, another 10% more. Um But yeah, no. The tri-state metro area is I don't want to say back. I'm not downtown. You were downtown. Um, yeah, but, I wasn't back. 
I'll tell you what, those I'll tell you what, I'm still driving by empty subway stations and those are train stations and those yeah. train stations are empty until September. Until those kids go back to school in September and the kids hop on the bus, I don't think parents are getting on that those trains to go back downtown. Yeah. Well, I, I I'd get on the train. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nobody on it. There's nobody on it. I I don't know I don't know uh if I take the subway. Um it yeah, just because uh, yeah, and 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 you know, I was a big subway guy, right? Yeah, like yeah. getting around, zipping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now that we're popular podcasters, right. I don't know we can. Um, like for instance, I got a ride tomorrow, a uh, four-hour ride, and I don't want to tell anyone because I don't want the groupies out there, Understood. right, yep. and, and yep. hassling me. Yep. But yep. Um, you know, just because I wouldn't want to know that it's six a.m. at Tom's Trailhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god um yeah i don't think i go on the subway because uh no i i'm a little afraid of the uh i don't the, need to the, what's going on down there yeah 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 the wild west the wild west so so um kind of in a peculiar mood um if if i may digress mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. since i'm picking on people uh-huh. uh, so uh Somebody sent me a thread from Reddit. You familiar with Reddit? I am. Okay. I, all this, a lot of this stuff's new to me. But anyway, good for uh, you for being on top of it, though. Well, I'm trying to stay current. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, apparently, at one of the big investment banks, they had a like all hands on deck town meeting. Oh. Okay. Like, I don't know. 10, 15, 20,000 people or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And apparently there was this beginning was an uh, inspirational video about the trials and tribulations of a minority cohort and how they've, many cases, I, I think they've been able to overcome the challenges, which is, which is great. I, I didn't, I didn't get the whole download on that part yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. not the, that's not the 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 brass ring on this story the the brass ring is so the thing's like 15 minutes long and it ends and they show the head of this investment bank and he's got his face in his hands and he looks like he's fighting back the tears and he says this is the first time i've seen this and it's just <laughs> I just had no idea. I just had no right, idea. Right. And I'm like, fucking asshole. Cut yeah, the crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, you know, there's one There's one bank out there. I know a couple of people that is um, the Jeffries. So my friend Dave Zervos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was looking on... Uh, CNBC to see the the Powell comments, and then later on mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. uh, Zervos, who he lives about a mile from me. And um, uh, okay. By the way, before I go any further, because I'm, I'm going to make fun of him a little bit. Um, number one, mm-hmm. I've known him forever. Yeah. Fantastic mind, yeah, you can fantastic do trader. And by the way, he and I went rock climbing a few times. Not only is he an excellent climber mm-hmm. when he's 
fit. But, um, you know, Mm -hmm. when you share a rope with somebody, you you kind of open up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to tell you what he said, but he is got a heart of gold, that man. Like some stuff he Mm -hmm. did for people, just like above and beyond the call of duty. So yeah, now, yeah, now that it. I've said all those nice things, yeah. um, I'm going right, to say, you know, if you want to know what Zervos looks like, go to a church, look at the stained glass window for a picture of Jesus Christ, and that's what the Zervos looks like right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of most of these heads of these investment banks, but um, I know, like, the Zervos' boss, Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I actually like him. He and I okay. butted heads, I think, playfully a few times. We had a mm-hmm. big argument over at uh, our friend's house in Pound Ridge. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. about I was trying to become a New Zealand resident, and I wasn't mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. do it. He's like, you weren't trying hard enough. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> we're going back. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he came yeah, yeah. and I went back. But, um, I, you know, he, I like the guy. He's, he's, okay. a, he's a decent guy. Okay. And, and they have a box at the garden. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I thought, uh, mm-hmm, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I say something nice. Let right, us right. slide in there. They need our plug. So, <laughs> I so talking to plugs, which you know I don't do. Right. Uh, a former colleague at Greenwich Capital mm-hmm. out of the blue texted me mm-hmm. and said he heard from someone who heard from someone that I was doing a podcast. And uh, I guess he listened to it, and yeah. and and so he started a, a company um, that makes uh, beverages. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing, and I'm not going to tell you another. The first thing I'm going to tell you is they're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. fucking okay. awesome. The yep, thing yep. I'm not going to tell you is the name. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cause we don't, we I'm don't a big do- fan of his work though. Cause I got his email. All right. You sent me the email um, yeah. and his, and his yeah. statement regarding the, the story arc of the podcast. Um, yeah. he, he really nailed it. Yeah. But I mean, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't turn this into a, right. Right. And by the way, never once when I traded with him, did he say, Hey, take an extra plus just for shits right. and giggles. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, maybe we said enough. If you're if you're interested enough, you can chase mm-hmm. it down. But um, so uh, so we talked about uh, FEMA. We talked about Rommel. We talked about the BLS. Uh, we talked what a little bit about, about digital one. Yeah, you know. Uh, so that heads into our little. <laughs> we're going to now enter the crypto section <laughs> of today's <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I so I but before we get there, I had a conversation with Kevin Muir uh, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and he asked me a question. I'm like, dude, we talked about that at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I busted. Yeah, like, yeah. Listen, he 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 busts my shoes. Yeah, yeah. Skipping out because you I want to go on a bike ride. And then mm-hmm. it's like he's okay, so yep. now yeah. you're out of the circle of so, trust. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um the thing so we're going to talk about the the the, the, the crypto stuff, uh, the digital one. I, w- I wanted to bring that up because um, 
There's there's one thing in there I find particularly interesting that they mentioned, and it's I saw it in the one, but it would be true for any central bank uh, mm-hmm. digital currency, and they can put a time limit on it. Think about that. So they could say the fifty grand you have in your account, you have to spend it by the end of this year otherwise it's worthless yeah so a couple of things one is they i mean if they could do that well first of all i mean that's i mean there's no personal property rights all of a sudden right so but and i guess that's why the digital one because over there uh they don't care about people it's all about the the collective right so mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um you know if you could make money have a time limit uh you could change velocity you could stimulate growth you could slow uh, inflation you could do a lot of things but then you know there's you know you, you lose the personal property stuff yeah. and yeah. and it's interesting because it, it sort of goes back to the estate tax stuff so what what for a long time i've seen a couple of things uh that involve estate tax and, and some other things but we can focus on the estate tax now you've heard me going on and on a bit about um the basis step up mm-hmm. okay so basically very wealthy people especially people who started companies or people with real estate; those are two easy examples. They they have a way to uh, avoid paying tax on gains on assets. Well, then there's ways you can get around paying some estate taxes, but it's hard to it's hard to um, get around paying all estate taxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then and I'm not a lawyer, but I think. If you set these things up properly, even if you do it right, after 99 years, basically, you know, the money's got to be put back into the economy. Okay. Um, I've been very vocal about saying that I'm shocked those things existed. Mm -hmm. They seem silly to me, and it's legal, so I'm going to take full advantage of it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, so now they're in the process of starting to do away with that stuff. That's that's what a lot of this is doing, and uh, all over the headlines. Yeah. So effectively, uh, they're undoing something, right? Because before they changed the law and said, "Hey, these are these special things you can do," it you know. it paid tax. You couldn't mm-hmm. defer paying. And and so I guess we're going back to maybe a more even playing field. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess what made me think about that is the notion of personal property and how much of it, you know, when you die, does the state get to keep and mm-hmm. how much can you give to your heirs or relatives or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then how long can that money stick around before it ultimately gets dispersed and it disappears? So like in my case, uh, 
what I wanted to do was uh, set up a situation where there was money for several generations, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, being Jewish, mm -hmm. you know, it, all you got to do is, is go to Google and type pogrom and see what happens. So, I, you know, I just wanted to make sure there was going to be, you know, not like Walton family money, but enough money that, you know, if you needed to get out of Dodge, you could probably get out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, the way they're changing, they're shortening up the lives of all of these trusts and stuff like that. Uh, well, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, it goes back also, I think, to that notion of fairness, right? So you earn money, and let's say you pay the government half, and then at the end of your life, above a certain number, you give government another half. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. What, I, I guess everyone has their own right to saying what's fair. Uh, Seems kind of a lot to me, but you know that's the deal. Uh, it just—I guess I wish they'd spend it a little better. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm talking uh, I'm talking myself in circles you here. You can fall, you can file some requests. I'm sure that they can, you know, you can you can see where your money goes after they take it from you. You know, um, so how, and I bet you're one of the very few people that concern themselves with these things um and you've learned you've literally taken a college course on it right to figure out how to do it i took a uh, online course uh from nyu real estate mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i mean look you know it's like <laughs> so <laughs> talking about teaching yourself stuff yeah okay so i learned how to mm -hmm. do the tax stuff mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. which it's been very effective. Compare that to the fact that I tried to change the chain on my mountain bike. Okay. Oh. And I mean, how long would it take you to change a chain on a mountain bike? I'm not Six. doing it. I don't do it. Nope. nope. Oh, you're, you're too big. You're too nope. good for that. Nope. I, I am not the total opposite. I will let the shop do that because I I don't know how to use the chain tool. I don't know how to break the link. If I oh, I can put a new chain oh. on, I'd rather support my local bike shop. Okay. Well, how do and if the you can't if you, if you don't know how to use a chain tool, you can't put a, a chain on. No. Okay. No, my chain my my chain I don't touch it. Okay, so I'm one up on you then, Mister. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I felt like, you know renaissance man yeah yeah i needed so. to know, i needed to know how to change a chain on a bike so okay. yeah so basically i'm saying when you watch the park tools how to that's what's what the young kids do today mm -hmm. they go to youtube right absolutely okay, yep. so i go change it okay so uh i got the tools and uh i watched the guy do it and it takes him you know it can't take him five minutes and it's 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 very simple. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you measure the old chain, you take mm -hmm. the new chain, you get the chain breaker, you break it. Okay. Then there's a thing called a master link, which mm -hmm. you know you put the chain through the bike and you put the master link on, and then you torque it. It 
clicks into place, good to go, right? Good to okay. go, yep. So 45 minutes later, <laughs> I yep. finally got the thing on, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now I got to torque it. And mm-hmm. the best way to do it is just get on and ride it, right? Mm-hmm. So I get on and ride it, and I hear it click into place, and then I realize that now I've put the derailleur out of line. So, <laughs> so the bike's at this shop. Told you. That's why I go to the shop. Can't do it. Chain, awesome. Gears, destroyed. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I just go to the shop. I skip the bullshit, and I go to the shop. Dude, look, I I support my LBS, but I, I thought at this point, I mean, imagine you're out in the desert, right? You're walking and, out. And the chain breaks. <laughs> you're walking out. And you better hope it's not dark, okay? Or else the buzzards are going to get you, okay? I've I've walked out of, like, forest in New Jersey at dusk because of a, blo- a broken chain. Yeah. So I got a picture from Jason two years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. He'll, like, throw on a 20-pound pack full of water, and he'll just ride off into the desert mm-hmm. on his mountain bike, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So apparently he does this, and he gets a flat, okay? So he changes it, and he gets another flat. Another flat, Okay. Yep. Now he's out of, like, tubes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So what he does is, and apparently I, I he said he saw it in a magazine. He goes and he collects a ton of very dried, tall grass, and he lines the wheel. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. And so there's, right? So it's basically yeah. like yeah. A, a, a hard uh-huh. piece of rubber. And he, he rides. Uh, wow. He rides like 15 miles to town, and he calls uh, Marsha and says, hey, can you come yeah, get yeah. me? And she's like, where are you? He's like. I'm 16 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the range of Uber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, before we go, um, let me ask you a question. You sent me or no. All right. L- let me start here. I told you I have an idea. So let me, let me walk, let me walk you through this. All right. Walk Cause I don't want to, I don't want to wait on this. All right. Um, and I was going to, I was going to pitch this idea. First, I was going to pitch it to your wife, to your wife and daughters. All right, this is this is the magnitude of this idea. Okay. Right? So I'm reading about the Daly kid that got arrested. All right, the nephew of Mayor Daly of Chicago. You guys right. can Google him and read his Wikipedia. Yeah. Mayor Daly's nephew got arrested. All right. So I started reading the Tribune articles about the Daly kid getting locked up, and I'm going back in time, Chicago corruption, blah 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 blah. I get to. Morris B. Sachs, the treasurer of the city of Chicago, your father. My gran- grandfather. Your grandfather? Yes. Your grandfather owned the department store. Well, my grandfather owned it, and then he passed okay. away, and then my father took it over. So this is your grandfather. Yeah, does okay. that fuck so your whole story up? No, not at all. Okay. No, it makes it even better, okay. actually. Oh, fantastic. Just like okay. people who talk about Bitcoin. Anything right. you say it's, that's it, no good, it, uh, it's actually better for it. That, that, that fixes my story and makes it better, okay? There you go, yeah. Um, so I'm reading about your dad's store, and they've got this, you know, they got a little bio. No, your grandfather's store, and they have right. the bio, okay? Yeah. He did a show. Oh, yeah, big big time. So this is in your blood. I was going to say, you wonder how I have this gift. Now I know. 
So, okay. Yeah. So you you go ahead. You tell you you well, give me the. I was just going to say. So he basically, my grandfather was an immigrant, and uh, was sort of a typical uh, American success story. He came over here, didn't speak the language, didn't know anybody. He was like ten years old, and he, you know, he got a cart and was selling stuff on Maxwell Street, which was mm-hmm. kind of like. Uh, the equivalent of the Lower East Side. And, uh, you know, he, he mm-hmm. built a business out of it. And at some point along the way, I think he liked the notoriety. So I, they had a, um, it was called the Morris B. Sachs Amateur Hour. And it was on radio first. Mm-hmm. And then when television mm-hmm. came, okay, there was on television. And, you know, it was very, very popular. And it ran for a number of years and that's why I moved to Connecticut because, you know, I people would be like, oh, I bought my wedding dress at your grandfather's store, your father's store. Uh, you know, Come on. Oh, I got I get that all the time. I yeah. actually at 16. Um, I was driving uh, a young lady home. Uh, it wasn't a date. She had been babysitting for my sister, got who it. I mentioned earlier had mm-hmm. fallen today. On. Okay. And I was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was, mm-hmm, I must have been going eighty miles an hour, and uh, I got pulled over. You know, I was trying to be cool in front of this young girl and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, age-appropriate young girl. And uh, I, you know, mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the lights are going. I'm like, oh, this is not good. And uh, driver's license. It's like you think. Uh, you know, Mr. Sachs would be happy that his son was driving 80 miles an hour. And I'm like, I don't think so. He's like, well, better not happen again. So I got to, I got to pass on that. Unlike the time, unlike the time. So, uh, I moved to New York and, uh, I got my first bonus and it was rocked my world. Right. So what do I do? Do I put it in the bank and, and, you know, no, I take my hot wife and we take a trip somewhere. We mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. back to Chicago. Wait for it. I buy a Corvette. Okay. <laughs> and then back then, well, so, so I'm 25, right? At mm-hmm, least give mm-hmm. me some credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 25. I got a Corvette. I got a stainless and gold Rolex watch on. I got the big Porsche sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I've got... Remember Bjorn Borg? Of course. Like I got that big Fila tennis mm-hmm. shirt on with like the wow. good chain. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, wow. We, we uh, I buy it in Chicago because we knew people, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I make it. I get into Indiana and I leave Indiana, going across mm-hmm. in like ninety minutes. This is yeah, how fast yeah, yeah. I'm driving. Okay, yep. mm-hmm. so Cheryl's asleep in the seat next to me, right? And I'm just fucking ripping the thing. And I realized yeah, there's a little toggle switch. You can switch from miles to hour to uh, kilometers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if I have this right, but I think at, you know, 100 miles an hour, what is that, 220 kilometers? I mean, it was some big number. Like I was it's 100 sw- K, 100K is 60 miles. <sighs> Okay, so 100 miles an hour. 200K is 120 miles an hour. Okay, so I, I don't think I got to 200, 
but I, I, I got I got over 100 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're on, like, I think it's like I-80. I-80, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going dead east, and I look, and going dead west is a cop. Mm-hmm. And he's mocking, I'm ripping, and it was like a scene from Top Gun with the two... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I know this. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, yeah. I got the fuzz buster thing, and it's mm-hmm. beeping yeah. and brapping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can outrun them. Yeah, yeah. If I don't lift, I can get away. <laughs> That's always a fun thought for a split second. So, uh, yeah. So, two hundred twenty dollars later, uh, and I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, if it was like seven points, you lose your license. Mm-hmm. This was like mm-hmm. a 6.8. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How did we get here? Okay, so the the amateur hour. So I'm going to blame my grandfather. That was his fault. Okay. So that so but there was a couple of nice tidbits in that article. Um one of the first guys in Chicago to do layaway, he forgave the debts of of soldiers returning from war. Yes. 70 70,000 people at the opening of like the big store? Yeah. Oh yeah. 70,000 people. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, is your point, what the fuck have right. you done with my life? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm telling you, his bio, the, the bio for your grandfather is impressive. There's a really good Tribune article that's, that's you're, really, you're, you're really are very, you are, high very, end. You are very kind. Uh, so, uh, I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go, but so when he got started, he was on Maxwell Street. Okay, which is south of Chicago. It's very near um, where the, I believe, I believe, very near where the Chicago stockyards were. Okay, yep, yep. And so he was from Lithuania. And so there's an interesting bunch of things that kind of come together here. Uh, I, I try to tell it succinctly and not bore you. But so he was very active in the back of the yards council in yeah. Chicago. And it was one of these community organizations that, uh, you know, did good for people. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, it, it was very, uh, heavily centered around Catholics. And so he, uh, was very popular with the, with the Catholic community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much so that when my father was in Korea, in the war and he hadn't written home in like three months. My grandfather didn't contact like the rabbi. He got hold of like the clergy to yeah, get my chaplain. father a note. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that back of the yards is a really interesting thing because to take it a step further. So I read um, that book by Upton Sinclair, the jungle, not that long mm-hmm. ago uh, with the great, greatest, line in there is uh, they use everything but the squeal okay uh, yeah that's kind of gruesome right yeah yeah, um, yeah but uh he uh so the back of the yards council near the stockyards okay the back of the yards council was run by two men joe megan and saul alinsky okay uh joe megan was the man that I had come, I came to know a bit. I'm, keep in mind, I'm a toddler, right? Right, right, right. But this is the part that gets interesting. And I didn't know this till recently. 
Saul Alinsky wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. And Hillary Clinton wrote her college dissertation on the book Rules for Radicals. Yeah, I remember and you telling me that. It's been barred. Like no one's allowed to read Hillary Clinton's yeah, yeah. thesis on this thing. And uh, so I've started reading Rules for Radicals by Saul Linsky. And it's how you overthrow a government. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, my family were Democrats, as as most Jews were and are. Uh-huh. I told you last week, I, I don't know what I am anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, just this this kind of, you know, six degrees of separation, I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. So. I, I this is completely disjointed and uh thank you no, no. for taking an interest in my family. Okay, uh, so, so one thing, one last thing, one last thing. So I read that he did the show from the Chicago Opera House. I, I think at some point, yeah. Well the Chicago Opera House is still there. Yeah. And it's still available. So you want to broadcast from there? Yeah. Yeah. But like your birth- <laughs> I think that would be nice for like your birthday. I thought I thought maybe I'd tell Cheryl and the girls, hey, look, we're gonna take MB to do the show at the place where his grandfather broadcast his show from. Okay. Yeah. So maybe uh, you pick a you can pick a, a milestone, like you know, your sixty-fifth birthday or your a hundred thousand uh, downloads or something. Or, um, or finish Leadville under twelve hours. Then you're doing the show from the, the opera house. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. We'll do the recap. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really touched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've outclassed me. I mean, uh what I'm you know, what I, I got yeah. nothing for you. Let's see. I was gonna I thought about flying it up the pla- the the flagpole with your women. Um, but I, I figured you got a kick out of it. And then it's nice that you're you were talking about your sister because you can tell uh you can tell her about this after we uh we get yeah. off the thing. You can yeah. say go. We're going to go do our show in Grandfather's uh, Opera House. Have you uh, – Chicago's not doing so good. No, no, I know. I know. They had this thing, and uh, my God. So a 13-year-old boy was shot dead <clears throat> yeah. by a police officer. So this is a tragedy of – unimaginable mm-hmm. consequences mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, there's elements of this which I just, I have a hard time reconciling. So I think this was like two in the morning. Yeah. Um, I, you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have an I, answer. I don't, I don't know what, or or there was this other thing. Uh, another uh, teenage girl was shot and killed. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you look at the video, yeah, she's wielding a knife. Yeah. Oh, I saw that one too. Yep. Yep. And so I know. I, it's crazy. I, I mentioned this to somebody. And I, I'm not trying to pick sides. I mean, you've got two people are dead, and you have two people that have the rest of their lives are ruined. Well, there is no 
debate a right or wrong. It's all wrong, right? Yeah. Um, but this was a, sort of an interesting thing. I was mentioning this thing uh, uh, to somebody asking kind of like, can you believe this stuff? And there's uh, a YouTube video, and it's like, I won't get this entirely right, but basically it's a Navy SEAL. And it's like, how, if you're a Navy SEAL, how do you defend yourself against someone when they come at you with the knife? And they show the guy, and what he does is he says, this is how you do it. And he turns and he runs away. Runs away, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once again, I yep. source yep. is believed to be reliable, not guaranteed. Apparently, it's more likely to be killed by a knife than a gun. Yeah, it's, because yeah. of the damage that gets done. Anyway, I I, know, I don't ever like to end on a low note. This is this no. is terrible. Um, well, no, it's it's grim in Chicago. You can't you can't escape that. I mean, that's just there's as, as bright and sunny as this is. All right, so let me wrap it up. The society and is totally disjointed from the market. If you looked at the stock market and you looked at the numbers and you say, okay, this is great. We're humming right along, humming right along. Everything's hunky dory. There's no big major bankruptcies. Everything seems to be stable. We're clicking off days. It's not all like that everywhere. There's major problems. Um, so yeah, that's how we'll end. There's major problems in America. The stock <laughs> so that's the upbeat finish. <laughs> yeah. That's my optimistic. Yeah. Stock market's great. The country's fucked. Okay. See you, oh my see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my brother. All right. Great Thanks, to see buddy. you. Talk to you I'll soon. See you at the opera house yeah. in September. Be well. All right. Cheers. Bye.